0: Okay, I was rambling for a lot on that one. I'm sorry. Um, whatever the fucking question was, I'd like to throw it back at you, but I can't even remember where I started that one. Discovery? Discovery. Yes. So um, you were discovering bands through skate videos and, and along those lines, but like, how did you keep discovering them? Yeah, sca- wait, 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 wait. One second. Because um, I kind of covered a lot of that. But I want to talk about concerts. Like where you were from, you were in Boulder. Now, how did how did you figure out where the fucking punk bands were playing in fucking Boulder, Colorado? How did you get out to Denver to fucking see punk bands and and how did you hear about where they were going to play? And that's that's it's pretty cut off. I mean, it's not like coming from Montana or some shit but you know you're you're well away from denver so how did you hear about uh, or what was your first concert i don't know all all of that i'd like to hear about like like your your discovery of the live music aspect of punk
1: all right well i do want to talk about music First, though, because uh, this was this also kind of ties into coming from a small town. So Boulder, oh, okay, okay. Boulder is like a small college town. At the time I was growing up, there was population of 60,000 people there. Mm. So we had some record stores, and we had uh, you know some small places where bands came through and played shows. Um, but a lot of the discovery aspect of the music had to be done almost in like a archeological style. So like Mm -hmm. I discovered Minor Threat, you know, I didn't really have a lot of older people in the scene that were, like, guiding me and telling me, this is what this band you need to know. You know, I got into the scene with friends my age, so we were all kind of discovering the stuff simultaneously. discovering it
0: together. Yeah. So
1: that's when I really started paying attention to record labels. You know, the mm-hmm. Minor Threat discography was on Discord. And so were all the Fugazi... Anything
0: you found on Discord, you'd buy.
1: And so were all mm-hmm. the Fugazi records. And then right. I realized Minor... Ian McKay was running Discord Records, right, right, right. So then I started going through the Discord catalog. I'd get, you know, the Flex Your Head compilation. Yeah. This opened up everything about the DC hardcore scene. So I yeah, started yeah, yeah. learning about those bands. Like you said, reading the thank you lists and in yeah. their the releases. And then
0: also looking at what shirts they were wearing and what was painted on their jackets and shit like that. You know? Exactly. That, that, was, that was a super big part of it. Exactly.
1: Uh, a very well-known person from the Minneapolis scene, Skell, was living in mm-hmm. Colorado uh, when I was in high school. And yeah. I'd see him walking around. And he I was just always like, when I first started getting a punk, I was, I didn't know who he was, but mm-hmm. I was like, Oh dude, that guy's fucking cool. And he'd go. So Skell lived in Boulder. I think so. He's lived in Boulder, or Denver for a while. Okay.
0: I, I can't, I'm sorry. I can't picture Skell living in Boulder. You know, that's, that's weird.
1: Uh, um, but, but cool. But anyways, like, I know, mean, good
0: for you, you know, <laughs> but I didn't know him or,
1: or anything, but I saw, oh, okay, I I'd, okay. I'd see him walking around and one day he was in the record store mm uh and i just sort of on the, from the corner of the room i was sort of paying attention to the bands he was like going through and like looking mm. through in the bins and then when he'd leave i'd go where he was and sort of like, you know,
0: <laughs> oh. so you you were, you were stalking him. I wasn't stalking him, but but, 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 but this was before the, the term stalking. And
1: this, well, like, this wasn't even stalking. It was before the internet too. So yeah, like,
0: exactly. You had to fucking yeah. figure it out somehow. So you're kind of like standing behind yeah. him, looking at what he would pull out. And then you're like, okay, cool. Maybe they got another copy of that and go, yeah. Okay. They got two copies. I'm taking that one. Cause yeah. It must be good. One, he looks, he looks
1: cool one story that really sticks out in my head was when i was going when i was in high school uh i used to do research for my uh papers at the university library because the library mm-hmm. we had in my high school was pretty shitty but the university okay. library was really vast and expansive and mm-hmm. it was awesome mm-hmm. and as a high school student i could get uh, access to all the library resources in the university, and I could go um, check stuff out. Mm-hmm. So they had a music library there, and uh, in be- in between studying, I-, I went to the music library, and mm-hmm. I remember typing into the super, you know, old school MS DOS terminal, search terminal, typed in punk rock, mm-hmm. and two records came up okay it was dead kennedy's fresh fruit for rotting vegetables Uh and amoebics arise and so the connection is that gel biafra i think Uh gel biafra grew up in boulder in my hometown Uh and because he ran alternative tentacles records Uh i think at some point gel biafra took some of his releases and he donated them to the (laughs) library At the University of Colorado.
0: Okay. That because I don't sense. understand yeah, I
1: don't how my local university right. library had original vinyl copies.
0: It's pretty fucking esoteric for a fucking college library to have the amoebics and dead Kennedys. I mean, you'd think yeah. they'd have, you know, the clash, uh, something uh, like that. The Clash Combat Rock, and that's probably about it. Right. You know? So I
1: checked out Amoebix Arise. I already knew who the Dead Kennedys were, and I yeah. had that record on CD, but yeah, I didn't yeah. know who Amoebix was. And I checked out Amoebix Arise on vinyl, yeah. and I sat there in the listening station, and I was like, what the fuck right, am right, I right. listening to?
0: Right. Like, th- this is
1: incredible. I was like 15
0: years old. And it was probably similar to that moment when you heard the Minor Threat discography, you know? Just flattens you and you just don't want it to end you know yeah
1: so uh, going back to bolt so because boulder is a small mm-hmm. town and because it's a college town there was a uh, a venue that was connected to the university mm-hmm. and it was part of the student union building and it was called club 156 okay. and it was called okay. 156 because that was the capacity of the venue
0: clever name yeah My and bro. so
1: <laughs> club 156 <laughs> was actually an awesome all-ages space and nice. i really feel lucky that i grew up when i did there uh-huh. because uh it became a conduit for bands traveling across the u.s you mm-hmm. know and anyone who's toured the u.s knows that you know once you get older once you get off <laughs> once you Sorry. get away from the coasts you're basically in no man's land and the the distance between drives is very long and so when you have like a good spot like boulder or something to stop and break up this long ass drive
0: you gotta take advantage of it
1: exactly so uh i think the very first punk show i saw in boulder was uh blank 77. okay the next Probably really significant show I saw was, uh, the circle jerks at the Azatlan theater. And this was like in, what was the Azatlan? The Azatlan theater was like this beautiful old, uh, performance art theater that okay. they had uh, in Boulder. No, the Azatlan theater was in Denver.
0: Okay. So you, you tracked out to Denver. Yeah. Okay, okay. But
1: the interesting thing about this story, and I'll try to keep this a little short cause I know this is rambling too, but, oh, yeah. um, In Colorado, we had this program called Teletoons. Okay. And Teletoons was a public access TV show run by people that were involved in like the goth punk industrial scene in Denver. Mm. And so they would do sort of like a MTV VJ style show on public access where Mm. they play like old Sisters of Mercy videos and Sex Pistols and Ramones and, you know, Nine Inch Nails and just like everything that was sort of like... Kind of dark and cool and subculture-ish They would play videos And
0: mm-hmm. uh, I was watching Because was the name Teletoons I'm sorry, I just had to interrupt uh, As I always do um, I interrupted you a lot The last time But hopefully it was the last time uh, Teletoons It sounds like a cross between Teletubbies And cartoons So it's interesting that they would be playing like, like Cool music on it 'Cause when I hear that name, I'm like, what the fuck they were playing like. Yeah. But but it was it was it was more like T-U-N-E-S, not T O O N S.
1: Right, like tunes, like
0: music. Yeah, okay. okay, 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 okay right. tunes. Okay, Now I'm on uh, now I'm on deck. Sorry. So, sorry, 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 sorry. Let's get back to it. So,
1: anyways, like my parents didn't have cable. Uh, I was in kind of like a cultural desert. Mm-hmm. So Teletoons came on and all of a sudden I had like a visual gateway into yeah. subculture oh, yeah, yeah. and one night i was watching Teletoons, and they they announced that they were giving away tickets to see the circle jerks at the azalon theater and i've mm-hmm. grabbed the phone and i called and someone picked up and they're like hey you won i'm like what <laughs> they're like you won tickets <laughs> nice. to the circle jerks i was like yeah sweet nice. and uh, i remember that show i remember that show verbatim like it was it was such a it was such an incredible moment and
0: how many tickets did you win?
1: I won two and I took my friend Ryan.
0: Okay, cool, 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 cool.
1: I had my dad drop us off a block and a half away from the venue. Yeah, of course, <laughs> of
0: course. Yeah, yeah, that's how it is, man. Yeah. Yeah, and
1: we had our skateboards and we went that's when they let you into shows with skateboards. Wow. In the nineties.
0: Fuck. That's crazy. I
1: went to almost every concert in the nineties with the skateboard. In my Fuck, I
0: guess I, yeah. Cause like I said, I never really skated so much, but I guess, yeah, kids were taking their skateboards and then, which
1: they're... was a bad idea. Cause we would have just, they would take our wallet chains, but they'd uh, let us keep the skateboard, which I thought was crazy. like really weird.
0: Cause yeah, I remember <laughs> when, when that became a thing of like, you can't bring your skateboard in because people were smashing each other in the face with skateboards, you know? Yeah.
1: yeah. I guess Colorado, they thought it was more transportation, but yeah. Anyway, yeah,
0: yeah which it was, uh, you know. But
1: yeah, uh, it was like, a, it was the Circle Jerks, Unwritten Law, and I, I, I want to say heard them. Uh, Pinhead Gunpowder, which I is like the a
0: name. What's um, Pinhead Gunpowder? They, they had some... Uh, some
1: No, no, sorry, Pinhead Circus. It's a Denver band, circus. old Denver band. Um,
0: okay, okay, Okay. And yeah. Something with a pinhead.
1: Circle Jerks were on like a comeback album. It was uh-huh. packed. They were awesome. Yeah. They played almost all of group sex. Yeah. Keith Morris made everybody in the venue sit down.
0: I hate it when punk bands do that.
1: But it was kind of funny. Like he, he was just yeah. like, we're not. He They come on and he sits down on the stage and he's yeah. like, we're not playing until all of you sit down.
0: Uh, okay, okay. And this
1: wasn't a seated theater. This yeah, was like was, on
0: the floor. Uh, so
1: he sat there and waited for every single person to sit uh, down, and then as soon as the last person did, he like jumps 20 feet up in the air and they go into it, and they just didn't stop. It was awesome, okay, okay. it was a great, fucking show.
0: Oh, okay, okay. That sounds like a cool way of doing it, but I mean, I just think I hate it when the wind and bands are, okay, everybody sit down, and it's like. Okay, I thought this was a free thinking movement, not like uh, you tell me what to do. Yeah, you know what I mean, but that that's cool that he got everybody to sit down, and then he fucking pounces fucking. I think it was just to rile people up. He like yeah. it was, it's like, I think it's yeah, an old
1: yeah. old old stage trick. Like yeah, let's yeah, yeah. let's get everyone mad right, right before right, we right, start, right, right,
0: right. and then and, and then okay, you're you're all sitting down, but I'm jumping the fuck up in the air, and everybody else should too. Ah, you know, it's like it's like the the wind up, yeah. you know like cocking the gun that is loaded and Mm. then bam yeah it's off so
1: what cool one interesting thing about colorado scene is like because it was so small and because we really didn't have you know uh van loads of touring bands coming through all the time when there was a show it was like you would have like a ska band and a straight edge band and Mm a grindcore band and they would all be playing together, bringing yeah, all of that's their friends. Nice,
0: because you got experience of like many different sides of, of all the all the all the aspects of this underground culture, you know. Instead of just this style, and then you can just sort of cannibalize in, inside of that style, you know. But no, you get Sky and Grancor, Like, oh, I like elements of both of those. Okay, cool, you know. Huh. Yeah. Fuck. Cool. Anyway. Anyway.
1: So I'm curious about. Uh, no, you're
0: not. You're just being polite. <laughs> <laughs> you're not curious at all. You could give a fuck. You're like, okay. Well, I'm gonna be polite because you asked me a question. I'm gonna uh, ask you a question also.
1: No, but I want to know. I want to know about the kinds of places that you went to go see your first shows mm-hmm. in Seattle, especially because.
0: Okay, well, 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 I mean, I was from the east side. Uh, we were the poor kids of the rich neighborhood. You know what I mean? Um, and and that happened back then. Now I don't know if there's any poor kids in that in that area at all. First punk show I saw was actually in Kirkland, because uh, I mean, I grew up uh, on the east side of Seattle. Uh, we were the we were the poor of the rich. You know, there there was. Back then you had the suburbs and you had the kids with the fucking like flash cars and you had the kids whose parents wanted the kids to grow up in a... In a wholesome neighborhood so they would move to the suburbs and and you know fight tooth and nail to afford rent and and all of that just to so they could so they could grow up in the non-troubled part of Seattle anyway so that that was all of us kids you know the the, the kids with parents with no money and for some reason that kind of led us into punk and thrash metal, uh, for some weird reason. I don't know. Uh, some reason, if you're rich, you, you don't listen to music like that. Anyway, anyway, uh, uh, we, we could debate about that all night, but, um, so, uh, we, in Kirkland, we had Skipper Hall, which was, uh, fondly nicknamed Skipper Skank Hall. And skanking is another word for, for uh, slam dancing and moshing and all that, you know, uh, now it has different, different, uh, connotations. But anyway, uh, we were walking around one day, getting stoned, being bums, nothing to do. So we just walk around and we kept seeing these flyers for a concert at Skipper hall. And we knew the address. We're like, okay, that's right above the fucking, uh, the, the subway downtown, the subway, uh, uh, sandwich store, not the, I mean, it was suburbs, so we didn't have a subway, but we had, we had a sandwich store and we decided to go and who the fuck was playing? It was, it was false liberties and compost. Yeah. A band called compost. They were hardcore with hair too uh Ben Kennsky was in the band he had super long hair but he was playing this hardcore fucking punk and uh Zyklon B played that show too uh I don't even know if they were from Seattle or not they did not make so big of an impact on me that I had to collect their vinyl but it was a pretty fucking amazing show it was just like hardcore you know and hardcore was such a thing like that that I don't know, you just you just see a fucking flyer, and it looked cool, and the names are cool, and you'd go, you know? And I remember me and my friends, we got right up uh, close to the front of the stage because we'd been to metal shows, and that's what you did in a metal show. You got close to the stage and headbanged. So we got close to the stage, as soon as the first band played, we got just destroyed by the fucking circle pit. And we all of us got out of the edge, and we are like, what the f- fuck was that what just happened what, what oh my god we were just all beating the shit out of it because we didn't know how to dance with the movement you know i remember thinking like okay that's a thing okay i gotta i guess i gotta figure this part out if i want to be a part of this scene so that's when i started kind of like uh spreading my wings like Okay, I see how it goes. It's just moving around in a circle. Okay, kind of got hurt from that first blast, but maybe I'm going to try it, you know? And got in and started dancing and, and shit. Yeah, after that, every single concert, we were, we were doing circle pits and shit, you know? and stage dives and all that really one of the first like i mean uh, was it punk or wasn't it I, I mean it was like hardcore thrashy crossover kind of what we were all doing back then but uh i think it counts you know. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, to us it counted back then uh to people looking at it now they might not recognize it as 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 punk or or hardcore or all the all the words have changed through the years you sure. know but back then these words were what we were using for what we were into you know and it was super fucking cool you know and then from that uh yeah there, there was uh, seemed like a show every weekend at, at skipper hall can't remember all the bands i saw there and then uh, across the water, you'd take the ferry to go to Natasha's and we'd see the accused like constantly. and then I remember I saw Napalm death there one time as well and fuck it was just a, a fucking good time to be young and going to shows, you know you'd, you'd strap your boots on and a friend of mine he used to wear a wear a cod piece, you know one of them one of them like uh, uh, cup protectors. He's like yeah okay we're fucking hitting the pit hard tonight you know and and it wasn't a jock thing for us and it wasn't a fucking like uh anything but like i mean to me to we were just dancing but we were all just young super young male kids who uh, we wanted to dance, but it just happened to be violent because we were so full of piss and vinegar and angst and testosterone that that's just kind of how it how it played out, you know. Yeah, that, that's all it was. So So when that whole movement came up of, of like like anti-violent dancing, I was confused because I was like, I, 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 I honestly didn't know it was violent. I thought it was uh, just... Because I think there's a difference between violence and aggressive, you know? To me, it was just aggressive because we were just pent-up hostility, you know, and probably never had sex before and just, like, smashed it out with a bunch of other dudes, you know? I don't know.
1: I think the time has changed so much from the... Particularly even the distance from you getting into stuff in the very, very, like, late 80s, you know, to me, discovering stuff in the 90s, Mm. to today, the the scene and the dynamics and everything has changed so much that it's it's easy to look back on stuff and to not recognize it as what you know now as punk. Right, right, right. But particularly since... Our initial exposure was really pre-paradigm shift of information technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you would just see a flyer right. on the wall right. of some place and you wouldn't know any of the bands. You wouldn't know anyone who was going, but you would just go because mm-hmm. it was a thing that was happening. Mm-hmm. And then you would meet people there and it was it was very much organic back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. You know, these definitely. days, you get a facebook invite for a show and then you listen to all the bands and you make judgments before you go and then you decide not to go or something like that and back then you didn't really have that option it was like no this is happening and we're going because there's literally fuck all else to do
0: well here's the thing think about this uh for us when we were young it was just about live music more so than anything else i'm just going to distill it to the point like we just wanted live music and being the poor fucking kids who had the cheapest fucking door prices the fucking punk shows <laughs> know what i mean <laughs> so i was like oh there's a flyer 5 bucks cool we're there you know and who's playing for 5 bucks the fucking punk bands you know so super 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 got influenced by all of that just to, i don't know they they there There could be a whole like uh, discussion made about uh getting into punk just from being a poor kid versus being a rich kid you know um is that what led to it, or uh, did one follow the other did the other follow the one you know what I, mean? I don't know it's interesting this
1: episode's kind of interesting because we're talking about something that's really so super subjective, yeah you know cuz like i one thing that i get really bored with is when people try to sit around and debate and talk about what the meaning of punk is what, right. it, what it is what it isn't to me what is punk
0: this is what punk is like,
1: to me fuck off all man. of the all of that discussion is pointless because really to me punk was about this discovery process it was about like
0: yeah.
1: you know researching the the pictures on albums and looking at what people had on their jackets and then right. trying to figure out what that band name was
0: and then, right. you know, or making mixtapes and, and stuff like that. So, I mean, I mean, to me, to me, uh, sex pistols was the first punk band I heard and, and then I, I judged everything else on that feeling, you know? So if it gave me that same feeling, then to me, it was punk. And you can look back on it now and go, no, that wasn't fucking punk at all. Like, well, I don't care. See, that's why I didn't want to. And we've talked about this a little bit before. Side note, we do talk about the podcast a little bit before we do. But we talked about like, we don't really want to talk about what punk is or isn't you know uh that's been done to death and it's fucking boring so we we wanted to talk more about like uh the relatability of it by by uh how it related to us but to me it's like uh, when i was when i was uh, a teenager i didn't give a fuck what punk was or wasn't or what the definition of it was or what the fashion of it was or what anybody looked like all of that was completely irrelevant what was relevant was does it make me feel like this you know and that feeling to me that was what punk was so that's all i got to say about that
1: I don't think I could have put that any better, actually. I think that's. Well, I think
0: you wouldn't have fucking said they like that. Uh, No, I wouldn't uh, have. Exactly, exactly. But but I I mean, I I, I went Southern with it again.
1: That is the. I think that is like the essence of this whole topic. It's like punk means so many different things to so many different people, and you can debate for decades about, you know, who was really the first punk band or where did right. it come from? Or and, what does it really mean? Blah, blah.
0: Honestly, who gives a shit? Yeah. Right? Because it's
1: really about how it affects you and your right. own kind exactly. of your own journey through it and what it meant to you. And, and I think, uh, I hope that people don't lose sight of that mm-hmm. feeling of the first charge you get from hearing, That drum beat and those guitars and going to a show and being, you know, thrust into an underground world that you really didn't know existed. Right, right. And I think that to me is more important than any like philosophical debate we could ever have right, right, about right. the nature of the subculture
0: because 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 some people might get it from listening i mean the the generation after us got it from listening to rancid i thought rancid was a joke but hey these kids got that same feeling from that and i don't know what kids get it from today i mean i know kids get that from from listening to converge or fucking uh anything else uh in, in the recent stuff Uh, I mean, to me today, what is considered hardcore now sounds nothing like the Bad Brains. And to me, the Bad Brains and the Accused were like the quintessential hardcore bands. But now, what is called hardcore sounds absolutely nothing like that. And and a lot of the punk uh, sounds nothing like the early stuff as well. But that doesn't matter. What matters is the feeling you get when you listen to it. Well put, my friend. Thank you, thank you. So um, I think I think we kind of hit it there. I, I, think, think, we I think I think uh, I think that's a good outro. I think that's a good outro to season one. Yeah. Of
1: for those of you for the for the out. two of you that have been hanging on this entire two. time. That's
0: pretty. That's pretty. Uh, uh,
1: for for Zach still
0: hanging. Zach's, on. Yeah, exactly. Because we talk about him all the time, <laughs> so he's probably listening to, When are they going to talk about me again? Or, um. Yeah, so that was ten episodes. That's a good season, I would say yeah. so. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And we'll come back uh, at an undisclosed point in time right. with uh, some more for you guys. But uh, yeah. until then, um, thank you
0: for joining us. Well, well, uh, I would like to say, like, like, because uh, we've been getting some uh, listener mail. Have we? We, yeah. Uh, I've, I've been writing a few uh, listener mails for us to answer when we come back. I think it'd be rad if we came back and, and answered all the listener mail I've been writing, you know, and, and by the time we actually do get back, I'll have, I'll have written some more of it. So I think we should start with a uh, listener mail episode. I think that'd be good. All right, sounds good. Yeah. And, and for and those
1: of you listening, if you actually want to submit right listener mail to us,
0: oh that'd be rad.
1: We'll uh we'll drop some contact points that you can get a hold of us with. Right,
0: right. We will. And 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 also uh we need we need to end this with a cliffhanger. So uh next episode, first episode of the next season, I will actually explain exactly what was going on with my underwear on that train that I talked about in the first episode. So stay tuned. You have to find out. Goodbye.
1: And good luck.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right, all right, all right. I'm sorry, you just kept wanting it to end it. I'm like, remember we talked about like ending it like this. And you're like, okay, I'm like, no, 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 wait, 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 we're at <laughs> You know what I mean? So sorry if that was a little bit like like uh, I don't know what uh, uh, like a jumping ending. That's all right, okay. Okay, We can't end that out. <laughs> You're waiting for me to start. I'll start. Hey, kids who are actually over 18, uh, if you (laughs) want to follow us on Instagram, our Instagram is Rob.
1: We can edit that out underscore podcast. So on Instagram at we can edit that out underscore podcast.
0: Right. How do you underscore something? like I didn't score enough. I underscored it. It sounds self-defeating.
1: Uh, You can also find us on Facebook.
0: Right. uh, uh, We can edit that out. Am I supposed to say something else? No. I mean, you you did great. Hey, uh, and our email is uh, we can edit that out podcast at gmail.com.
1: Try that one more time. because I can't
0: read your writing. It's W-C-E-T-O. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. How did I read a whole fucking sentence out of four words? Makes no sense. Okay. Anyway, our email is uh, w e c t o (laughs) podcast at gmail.com. Try that one
1: more time, but put the letters in the right order.
0: Okay. Uh, Our email is w c e t o podcast at gmail.com. Together, right? You got it right. right, right That's perfect.
1: Right, right. Yeah, send us your uh, questions, your your burning questions, your thoughts, uh, yeah. recipes for yeah. uh, apple rhubarb crumble. Right, right, right. Um, your hot takes on apple rhubarb crumble and whether or not it's a good thing or not.
0: I want to find things you found in your pocket in my mail as soon as possible. <laughs> <laughs>